Welcome to MPA Pod, the Mortgage Professional Australia podcast. Hello and welcome to MPA Pod, our regular podcast series. I'm Priscilla Dickinson, journalist at Mortgage Professional Australia. Joining me today is James Kelder, finance consultant and property specialist at Green Finance Group. James is going to talk to us about trends and developments in commercial finance, demand for lending, construction, and opportunities for mortgage and finance brokers. The questions are guided by insights from the Heron Todd White June Commercial Property Report and the NAB Quarter 2 Commercial Property Survey. Hi, Jay. Very big warm welcome to you, and thank you very much for joining us today. No dramas at all, Priscilla. You. So... We know that rising interest rates have had an effect on residential lending in terms of lower volumes and a significant increase in refinancing. What effects have they had on the commercial property market overall? Yeah, it's a good question. Broadly, the changes have been fairly similar. Uh, We have seen the reduced sales volumes due to a bit of a disconnect between buyers and sellers. So definitely uh, reduced uh, sale activity in, in that respect. I think as well too, if you're a seller at the moment, you're probably not looking to sell. And so that's probably driven uh, reduced sales volumes too for agents. So definitely a um, stock in terms of uh, the quality of it. It's probably not well less uh, quality stock assets are on the market for sale. Um, refinancing activity is definitely up. Uh, not uh, specifically because of the you know, fixed rate mortgage cliff that it would be in home lending, um, but probably more due to, to people being more cognizant of their funding costs. For example, uh, the wholesale cost of funds back when people were fixing their home loan rates was for commercial funds was about 0.01. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a cheap rate back then would have been 3%, but that's still near on a 3% spread for debt, which is not well priced. So, People are definitely looking to improve their rates, and so there's a lot more refinancing activity from that respect. And then also, too, it's harder to meet bank bank metrics now, so um, definitely seeing a lot more activity from people that might be sitting with banks but looking to access capital and their equity is tied up and they can't touch it because of bank metrics. They might look at a a lender a bit uh, up the risk curve in terms of non-bank funding or private to to access uh, funds. So that's uh, definitely a a prevalent trend. Um, I would say, too, Traditionally, one of the bigger uh, factors that are influencing property debt is uh, the interest coverage ratios that are driving the uh, available debt rather than LVRs. So an interest coverage ratio is just a function of the uh, income from that asset to the uh, interest repayments. And that's driving available gearing levels rather than an LVR. So uh, that's definitely a more prevalent trend uh, driven by the increase in funding costs. And just as a general piece, seeing more well it, it, it requires more cash in a transaction and a completed deal so uh, that's definitely uh, on the rise and i think at a direct comparison with residential and commercial asset classes the the biggest well not the biggest piece but a piece that definitely influences things is the effect on interest rates on on, on the yields we definitely have seen cap rate expansion and that has a direct uh, effect on asset values falling. From what I see, especially in major metropolitan locations, uh, in the higher end of uh, the residential market, values seem to be holding. So less so with commercial assets, definitely um, expansion in uh, cap rates and yields, and that has a full-on effect to asset values. Great. Thank you. And so following the COVID-19 pandemic, retail had a well-publicised bounce back. 
Mm-hmm. Um, as noted by here in Todd White in his June report, a retail sector is now dealing with higher interest rates, causing consumers to pull back on their spending and a softening of rental retail yields. What effect is this having on banks' appetite for lending um, for certain asset classes? Sure. Generally, banks, I've found, have a restricted appetite on retail for a while. Lower LVRs, higher coverage ratios, but it does depend on asset quality. So asset, a large retail uh, tenanted by Woolworths isn't going to be uh, viewed the same as uh, you know a cafe in the city. So definitely that plays into account. Um, I think if you, if your business isn't performing as well because of uh, reduced retail spending, you know if you forward look at that, the the issue there is um, the tenants are tra- tra- trading poorly. Uh, it does affect their ability to absorb higher rents in future. So that's definitely something of a, a concern if uh, retail spenders pulling back. What comments would you make on commercial construction activity in key centres? It's definitely a lot harder to get the uh, the right amount of funding to complete a development or construction transaction. So I definitely would say that the activity is sub- subdued. Banks are placing a lot of scrutiny on, on builders and yet you, your fundamentals seem to be a bit disconnected. So your asset values, there's, sort of, there's a bit of a disconnect between sort of asset values, cost of land, construction and funding costs. So I think it's a, a little bit broken at the moment. There's not one of those sort of major factors that influence the ability to complete a development project probably needs to change. Typically, the clients that I work with uh, in the commercial space uh, employ a build and hold model. We're also driven by some of those trends that I um, sort of mentioned before around interest coverage ratios dictating the debt available for a transaction. So... Yeah, I guess the, the overarching piece there is that you are looking at um, requiring more cash to, to, to get a project out of the ground and, and, and more scrutiny, reduced debt available, especially from banks. So that definitely has a flow-on effect uh, in terms of activity uh, for, for developers to get projects out of the ground. Thank you. Now, according to the latest um, NAB pro- commercial property survey, overall commercial property confidence levels eased in quarter two. Um, the 12-month measure falling to negative three points. NAB reported that short-term confidence levels were highest among property professionals operating in CBD hotels and industrial property markets and lowest in the office sector. What headwinds do you see from a property perspective for both investors and tenants? Mm, Sure. So I think if we break that down and go headwinds for investors, um, the biggest things that would be occurring in that space would be asset values holding uh, with, with the rising interest rate environment and cap rate expansion, and then uh, the flow-on effect with the higher funding costs and those interest coverage ratios. Um, to, to date, I, I find banks have been very lenient. Um, they've reduced metrics uh, to make uh, to make things work. Or, or an overarching piece would be that their, their metrics have reduced from where they were 12 months ago. So that's uh, definitely assisted uh, borrowers. Um, and then, in, you know, in some instances too, where you where you have a uh, borrower that's invested in some commercial assets and their uh, metrics aren't as strong as they used to be because of the, the rate environment, I've seen banks broadly work with them uh, and accommodate and work around deleveraging strategies. So that's a uh, positive. One of the things you mentioned there, you mentioned the office sector. Um, I think the concerns there for investors, especially around if they're invested in lower grade office, um, you got that broader trend too from uh, work from home and uh, reduced sort of demand for office uh, space. And going back to that concept around lower grade office, um, 
so sort of a bifurcation of, of assets that meet uh, environmental standards and the lower grade offices uh, that don't currently, well, they're going to require strong capex to, to, to meet those standards uh, and to attract tenants in the future. So sort of a concern. Um, you mentioned industrial there as well, at least in Southeast Queensland, I think industrial investors should fare quite, quite well. Bank appetite for industrial assets is still very strong and there is restricted supply and tend to find that since uh, in the industrial space, especially or at least in Southeast Queensland, the uh, the rents per square meter are relatively cheap, and so there's room uh, for them to increase and offset, say, cap rate expansion. So that's uh, a good piece there for industrial investors. Mm-hmm. Um, tenants, I think the major headwind or concern for tenants would be probably around l- landlords looking to recoup higher funding costs to make their investments viable. Oh, thank you. Sounds like some good um, positive aspects around the industrial property side. And just finally, what opportunities are there for commercial brokers in the current environment? Sure. Uh, so I mentioned earlier, the refinance activity is strong. So not all banks view commercial property uh, lending in the, uh, the same uh, manner. So then it's not homogenous. So different banks, different appetite, different LVRs, different ratios. So and then different costs of funds too. So definitely that uh, presents opportunity for refinancing. Well, that piece too that I mentioned around access to equity and access to debt to get projects done with using lenders that are a bit up the risk curve to accommodate. It's definitely a prevalent trend. I'm seeing a lot more developers interested in private debt as well. So there's a lot of private debt funders out there and, and knowing, having a couple that you work with to, to provide a, an alternative capital solution for developers definitely will assist in the, in the current environment with uh, banks scrutinising development deals more and requiring more cash in. So it's definitely a piece. Um, business lending as opposed to properties, probably a uh, definite piece for commercial brokers in the current environment to happen. I think that you know, anything of a trading business or even property deals that involve trading businesses, whereby the trading business probably has a bit more scope to deal with the higher funding costs or offset the higher funding costs. Uh, definitely, if you can get some exposure there, that's uh, still demand uh, so for lending. Yeah in that space i think too it, the environment's a bit harder and so um the biggest opportunity uh, you know is probably just knowing who's doing what in the space in terms of lenders and the deals require more work to get done and knowing how to present a transaction properly and then knowing uh, which lenders or how lenders view uh, things in a certain way will uh, allow you to deliver outcomes whereby you can get more debt into transactions and yeah clients will like you more to get more money from them so Well, thank you very much for sharing those great insights with us, James. That wraps up this edition of MPA Pod. Thank you very much for joining us and we look forward to bringing you more news and discussion in future episodes. Thank you for listening to this episode of MPA Talk. 